Good morning, good morning. This is Keith London from the Roller Agenda. I'm about to record a segment right now that was unscheduled. But I think it's something I think I should just I should share with you guys. I want to give you an idea on what you should what you can try to do. Or uh, I'm gonna tell my story. You can see take from my story and build your own legacy of rollers. My journey with these rollers in competition started out about 1988 when I met Ravon Hall. At that time, I had birds from no particular person, just from everywhere, right? But one thing that remained constant with me, no matter when I had birds, I like my birds to roll a lot. I don't like birds to fly around for a long period of time without performing. I wanted to be entertained at all times. So I met Rayvon. I actually met Tippy first, and Tippy took me to Rayvon's house. And Rayvon flew a couple of kids. And I and I had really never seen kids like that. Roll um, together with that depth. So at that time, I became close friends with Rayvon, acquired birds from Rayvon. Though mostly Neymar based birds with a, um, a few 1220 birds and a few red and hen birds. I tried those birds, I flew them, they came in really early. Um, but at about three months to five months, they were ready for competition. But at seven to nine months, half of them would have already bumped the roll down and so forth. The Lemar side, the 1220 side wasn't as hot. But you can get something just as deep. And the 1220 birds had a little more speed. The problem with the 1220 birds was they didn't give you a high percentage of them fast ones. So you might get one that tumbled and one that might have bumped. And then some pretty good ones that were 15, 20 feet. Then you might get one that was superb. But you never know which one of those are going to be. Sometimes they'd be muff, sometimes they'd be straight leg. But they all were with a blue check. With different blue check pattern, blue check with different patterns and markings, white lights, mixed wing badges, baldies, all over the place like that. So it was a lead. My birds would look pretty much looked almost the same, but a little bigger. And then you have the red hen birds. Now those to me were the ones I would have kept, but but when those weren't as um, available. There were guys that had them back then that I really kind of wish I would have stuck to, like Charlie Saldana, he had some really good ones. Um, Kevin Adams of Inglewood had some really good ones. Um, most of you guys don't know Kevin Adams, but Kevin Adams who lived in Inglewood off Hillcrest, right behind the school right there. Um, so so I tried these birds and variations of these maidens, and I had some pretty good birds. But I still wasn't satisfied. So in around 1990, I went over to Sanford Johnson House. How I met them was somebody stole my kit birds one time. And about three and a half weeks later, two birds came back. I said, oh, my birds came back. They were plucked. Their wings were just growing back. So they were there. And for some reason, they took off. It was flying around. And they started fading away. And I said, hopped in my car. And I kind of followed. I followed 
to the 79th Memorial, and they land over there. I went over there, and I said, who purchased these? They said, the older guy, you know, Richard Johnson and Sam Johnson, they were both back there. I said, those are birds. I said, the white bird. Where I get that bird from? I said, we got it from this little cat, this dude named such and such. So I said, that's my bird. It's a high show bird. I said, because somebody stole it in my cage. It just came back to my house. I just followed it over here. So I had already called some of my homies to meet me over there. So when I was there talking to them, about two or three cars pulled up. Dudes, you know, you know, it was some, you know, gang affiliated fellas I knew. They hopped out and the dude said, oh, no, we don't want no problems. And one of the big homies said, uh, you hit the little homie cage? He said, no, we got these birds from such and such. Well, anyway, come to find out, the guy that hit my cage was the dude, was a younger dude front that was from the same neighborhood as me, but he didn't know me. Well, he didn't know I had pigeons. He knew me, but he didn't know I had pigeons. When I went over his house, he said, hey, what's up? Like, like we was friends, like nothing happened. I told him about the birds. He said, you raise birds? And I said, yeah. So that was that. So I got the birds back. Long story short, I got the birds back, took the birds back. Anyway, what I did was I rebuilt the cage and blah, 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 blah. So I still had the Rayvon birds, Kevin Allen's birds on flying. So then Rayvon said, uh, this was like 1989. I met him in 88, so this was like 89. He said, you want to get in that club? I said, oh, not yet. I was going to flyers. I said, my bird's not ready for that yet. So I watched them. I watched them. I hung around them. I hung around them. Then I still, then I became friends with the Johnsons, the guys on 79th, right? So then I became friends with them. I would just watch their birds fly. They had all these birds, some bozo white birds and some Gomez birds and so forth. And a few strays. But anyway, there was one cock bird. There was a Frank Lavin band. I didn't know who Frank. I did. I knew who Frank Lavin was through Rayvon. And they had a cream hen. They put them together. They had one baby. So the baby grew up, started flying it, and it was real nice. I, I watched it come in, develop, and everything. So I said, "Yeah, that bird is fast." So I said, "That bird be smoking." So long story short, smoke stuck to it. That's how smoke got her name. So one day, when I was um at the gas station pumping gas one day. Uh, I guess something to pay a bill, whatever you need to do, no matter what you need to do. But he said, I mean, you need to make some money. Do I want to buy smoke? I had already offered him $200 before he told me no. So one day he said, I said, man, I only got like 70 some dollars in my pocket right now. He said, that'll do. So come on, split the bird. When we got the bird, gave him the 70 some dollars, take smoke home. I had already had cream, the cream in. And that's where it started. That's how I started. So, what made me change? Okay, I had to leave my birds and other birds. So I had too many roll downs, too many systems. So people saw, people bought all of the red hen birds because just because they threw a lot of whites, I didn't have no more. So I had the 12, 20 birds and stuff like that. So I start crossing those with the smoke birds, and getting trying to get the frequency and the stability and all that kind of stuff. And one cross, I made it to smoke, smoke works. Smoke got out, I lost smoke. So then this is like 91. Okay, this smoke was born in 90, so like 91. So I lost smoke, right? So I had all these babies off smoke. Like three hens, two hens and three cocks. So I'm just breeding them and flying the babies, flying the babies. I remember to leave my birth, I'm still getting birds to bump, 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 bump. So 
But I noticed that at the end of the year, at the end of the year, and I'm flying my bird, just like November or so, I had Smoke, her mama, and Smoke's half-brother. At the end of the year, I look up, and I got mostly Smoke birds left. I had 19 pairs, three pairs of Smoke, 16 pairs of other stuff. So I started fading other stuff out like that. It's okay. So I started breeding the Smoke birds, and I started getting some really good birds, like really good. Good depth, frequency. But then around um, 92, I, I went to a ICRC, not the ICRC meeting, and they not to get in. They voted me in in 92. But I didn't start flying till 93. But I was voted in. I didn't start flying till 93. So I'm hanging around them. We fly the first fly. I had you smoke. And all these birds, you know. I won the first year, but we only flew three times, but I won. But anyway, how I started to develop my family. Well, I noticed that one side of the smoke birds were bigger rollers, but they weren't typey. And one side was fast birds, more typey. I didn't understand type at the time. So we went to Arnold Jackson house. I met I knew Arnold Jackson, he flew birds. And I acquired some birds from Arnold Jackson across the other side of smoke birds. They got faster. Everything got better, but I lost my frequency. So, Arnold Jackson and Juan LeVron birds were the same. They came down from the same as that birds. They just went different directions. I hadn't got the hand from Juan yet. I got the birds from Arnold first. It worked real good. I had some pretty good ones. I won best individual with the cross between the um, Jackson and smoke birds. At this time, you guys, Arnold Jackson was not flying kick competition. He flew with the BCRC and SBRC guys, the individual guys. So I got them birds. I bring that bird in to tighten the birds up for type and speed on the other side. So they both be equal. So I took that half bird to Smoke's daughter and I made some more fast birds. But they, well, I found out they was getting short. So I kept trying stuff, trying birds, trying birds. I bring in Jack straight Jack and that bird that came straight from Jack and that. They worked, but the wing position kind of dropped down a little bit. And I didn't like them. That was domino. But I had a few real good ones, so I kept like one or two. Um, I can't remember what happened to Domino, domino tell you the truth, but I think I gave it away. But anyway, that worked for a while. So at this time, I think Lee My Birds was down to maybe this is a 93 mate down to six seven pair total and I still had 24 pair the rest of the variations of smoke and, other, and stuff like that now what I did then was this was in 94 in 94 um I said I, I kept I still had the, the jack and that birds in there, so I tried some Houghton birds uh, from Mike Grove. I think that's who that was. Um, they were good. I mean, those were actually good. I would have kept those if I had known what I know today. They were good. But the birds didn't come in till like about six, seven months. But at that time, we could fly birds pretty much all year, just about. We were getting hit, but they, we wouldn't get hit bad. I mean, it was like every now and then. So. Those work, it took a long time. So when somebody came and seen them, they wanted to buy the parents, I let them get them. I think it sounds like $20, $25, something like that. Anyway, they were gone. So in 95, we had this big old 
thing at Jerry Higgins' house in Jerry Higgins' full of birds. I think Triple I Three was in the kid. Four, all them birds was flying at the time. It was in like '95, if I'm not mistaken. The big old, it was a big old. I don't know what it was. I can't remember what it was. We all was there. All kinds of people was there. We took a picture and everything. Anyway, that's my first thing. Those Triple I Three and all them birds fly. I said, Oh, those are good. But I heard dudes paying hundreds of dollars. Offering Jerry hundreds of dollars for birds. I'm like, whoa, I ain't finna pay that. My mindset wasn't there yet. So this was in 95. In 96, Kevin McCray got an ICRC. And he got birds from Travis. And his birds used to come out, roll a few times, and shoot to the dot every time. So he never, he knew he wasn't winning. So then I would fly birds and they would stay low the whole time. So what happened was, so Kevin McCray bought a kit for me. Took those home, flew them, picked the ones he wanted to pick. So then he brought another kit, and he either mixed them in or bred some, whatever, whatever he did. He had to, he called it keep one kit, and they stayed low. They looked just like my birds. But at that time, he didn't win. Ray Vaughn had won. I think Ray, Ray Vaughn had won then. So Kevin McCray was like, dang. So in 97... I was doing other stuff, running around, doing this, doing that. But I was still had the birds, but Kevin McCray had bought something else in. And there was birds, his birds was deep. And they were deeper. And I said, what did you do? He said, I know I did this and this and this. Well, no details. So the next year, when he run a second time, I went to him, went to his house and asked him, what did you do different? So he broke it down, told me, put in someone, brought some birds from here, bird turn and stuff like that. But basically, it was a Norm Reed Jerry birds he brought in. That's what he brought in. So I said, hmm. So I tried it. When I brought that in, I brought up two birds from her, and it worked. It was a big difference just by bringing those two birds and adding them in. I didn't bring them together, adding to what I had already. It was a big difference. I said, okay, I see now. So I was still running around, you know, doing my little thing. And then in 98, I did a mixture and put birds in the classic. 98, 99, I think it was. And I came in second place in the classic. With one of those mixes, I said, oh, okay. This is what it's all about. Okay, and then in 99, I moved to um, the Valley for a little while. And I had already gotten the bull eye, sp- no, I didn't get the bull eye spangled in. I had the white heacock then. And it was even better. So I, so basically what I did was I brought Jerry them birds in to add depth and the commitment on the brakes. That's why that was their, pur- their sole purpose to do that. My birds already kicked good. They already, they already had good speed. They were already frequent. And they had very good home in this thing. So I brought that in. I was trying to collide, combine the best of both worlds to get a better world. And it worked. So by the time I started flying, I came back and started flying the ICRS game, which was in 2003. When I first started flying, I said, I had, I had a set. I was set. I had the, I had the plan I wanted. I used the Navarro slash Orange Jackson birds for type and speed to the smoke birds. And I took, I took those birds to the Jerry slash Norm birds. But, but this is the thing. What I did then was I determined what to do next by the birds' performance. So if the birds came out more, more on deeper hotter side, I take it back to the smoke. They came out on short conservative side, I take it back to the Jerry. And I kept doing that until I got a happy medium. 
So when you get to the happy medium, some of the original birds got to go. Direction like so, there were some of the original smoke birds had had to go because I was making a better family of birds. So I didn't want to go back and keep making short birds, so I kept the medium ones, the crosses, and, and there and plus the bird, a couple of birds I brought in, which is then was only the bull eye spangle and the white heat bird and the norm reed cock. But somebody came off me stupid money for him, so I let him go. I mean, I wouldn't even think about I bought him for 150. I sold him for three times that. But that was that. I only kept uh, one, two, two cocks, two hens. So anyway, moving forward. So Jerry Burrs came in to add depth. So did the Norm Burrs. And Juan Navarro Burrs was there for stability and type. The smoke Burrs was for frequency, frequency, speed, and kidding. So I combined all that together. So when I got, by the time I got to ICRC, flying with the ICRC group, that plan was already in effect. Even though I, I got there and everybody else already had kits, and I, I had to breed up a kit. I had to breed up a kit then. So when I flew against them, it was like, at, the, at that time, there was no contest. I mean, that was just the first, first year back. The second year back, second year flying, it got even worse. I, I increased the margin of my win, my win margin. And then by the, by the fourth year, I added the weapon birds. And that made it even harder for me to keep up. So it was, I was, it was getting better and better. And they, there's nothing they can do about it. What they try to do about it is try to figure out how I bred the birds. So everybody ran, don't have one of our birds in there. Everybody ran the one of our house, got the birds. And I said, that's not it. And they ran a Jerry trying to get weapon birds. They still didn't get it. It was a combination of both that made the birds I had. So you guys can see my journey with how I thought. And today, what I've learned today is to keep my birds balanced. Um, it's a certain type I like on the birds that make them have a certain wing beat. That's why you fly steady. <clears throat> they don't soar. They got a steady wing beat. They don't soar. And their delivery of the roll is almost the same. It's almost like effortless and smooth. And then at the same time, I I, I, I don't I don't have a, I'm, I'm not shooting for tens. I'm not shooting for 2.0 pigeons as far as quality or depth. I'm not even shooting for it. I'm not to be honest. I'm not. If I get them along the way, fine. But I'm not shooting for a 2.0. I'm trying to manage between 1.6 and 1.8. I want to manage that there first. Let me get that down packed. But I want the kit sensitivity to be so high that it don't even matter if I got a 1.6 or a 1.5. It wouldn't even matter. Because you can average 10 to 50, over 10 to 18 bird breaks in the fly. Several of those over and over and over and over. You get a 1.5, 1.5. Your score is going to, your raw score is going to double. So that's how I'm looking at it. I work my way up. If I try to get, if I get a 2.0, that means perfect. I can I try to shoot for perfection, but I'll be, I'm good with a 1.8 for quality, 1.7 quality, 1.45 depth, because I don't want no birds over 50 feet in my kit. I don't want a kit like that. I mean, I'm not even trying for that. That's, I'll be honest with you. I'm not trying for that. Give me 20 to 40 feet, and I'm gravy. Just like that. I'm good. I'll take that all day. As long as they kit well, kit sensitivity, and 
just in home instinct and everything. I'm good right there. But so you see my journey. I went for one birds, got rid of one birds, had to smoke birds, figured they needed more, added what I needed. Every bird had a had a job. I bring them in to do a job. The ones that did their job and the birds that was that was products of that job, I kept those and kept moving forward, kept moving forward, kept moving forward. And today, what I do now is I bring in birds that are the same, related to the birds I have, and with some of the same traits I have to lock in the traits without jamming the birds up. I only bring one bird in here, one bird there. I bring in a bird from high def recently. I'm going to see how she works. I think I'm, I have no doubt that it's going to work, but and I bring in a bird from Anthony Farmer, but that bird is off a bird I bred crossed to a bird he got from Worm, which make it more valuable. I put it right in. And I select birds to be, I don't want to change my type, so I select birds that resemble my birds in type and expression. And that's how I maintain my family, and that's how I got to where I am. So I hope that helps you guys, give you guys ideas what you guys can do. But remember, get that base, get that base, and then be on top of that base. That foundation, and just be on top of it. Let's keep letting it sign out, you guys. The Roll Agenda. Peace.